Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Superachievers. Today, I'm interviewing Jenny Young. Jenny helps entrepreneurs and leaders succeed at their dreams and goals with authenticity, ease, and enjoyment through leadership and brand consulting. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Well, I think your message is going to be exactly what our listeners need right now. So uh, before we get to that, though, can you share a little bit about your background and what led you to what you're doing today? You bet. So um, I grew up in the world of branding and marketing and worked at a you know a decent size business-to-business agency for many, many years, uh, became executive vice president for many years. And then uh, about, you know, over 15 years ago, I, I left that that business. It was actually sold. And I formed my own company called Harmony Crew. And so I've been an entrepreneur, you know, now for almost two decades. And uh, we help clients with their brands and cultures. So basically, they can better engage their employees and customers, right? And then the two align their culture and brand. Because today, and in today's world, culture and brand are really very much one thing, right? Your employees are your brand ambassadors. So yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm the only employee in my business. Um, but for many clients, I work with a small team of other consultants I've worked with for years, right, to bring a team approach when required. But otherwise, for smaller businesses, it's typically just uh, me and them and helping them with their their brand. And if, they're, if they've got employees, their culture. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to kind of flip that around today and look at (laughs) how job seekers can ensure that they're a good fit for the company. So what advice and tips do you have in this area? Well, boy, I have a lot. (laughs) Because they're, you know, we're all different people, right? We have different personalities and strengths. And just because our skills might be a great fit for a company doesn't mean that we would be, as a human being, right, a great fit in that company. So I typically advise people in this area to, you know, the first thing is to, you know, know thyself, right? Truly know yourself. Know your strengths in the work environment, not just your job skills, right, but your higher level business or, or, you know, job strengths. Know your personality type, and know what's important to you within a working environment and be able to prioritize that almost, right? So um, I, there's a couple of tools if you're, you know, if your listeners would like to go to. I'm a real big uh, fan of, uh, you know, the Gallup Strengths Finder assessment. Yeah. Not expensive at all. People can take that for themselves and kind of see where they land and all of that. And they'll be, it's very enlightening. And also there's a really fun personality uh, test out there free called colorcode.com. I use both of these assessments with my clients. Um, and the personality test really, or it's not, it's not a test. There's no failure. The assessment, right, really helps, <laughs> you know, show you your personality and what you're like from a, from a great perspective and maybe a not so great perspective, right? But it gives you an idea of what you're, you know, what you're really like at your core, even though you might think you're like another way, right? And therefore, what kind of people you might align with. So it's really the first step knowing about yourself and understanding what you're looking for and what's important in a working environment. You know, are you the kind of person that really wants to continue learning and developing? So you want to make sure they have good training programs? Um, are you the kind of person that wants to get in, quietly do your job, get out? You have a very full life elsewhere. You want to leave on time. You're not looking for growth. You're looking for steady, you know, 
that's a whole other kind of priority, right? Then I'm willing to put in a little extra stress, right? And grow, you know, because I want to grow. So know what your own, you know, your own priorities are and what kind of working environment you think that you would feel good in, right? So that that's the first thing, know thyself. Um, and then the second step is to really, um, you know, as you're looking at job opportunities and that kind of thing, to look externally first. So look at their website. Now, some companies are great companies to work in, but they have terrible websites. So this, yeah. <laughs> so this can't be your only, you know, your only view of them, but it's an important one because, um, if companies truly are culture oriented and care, you know, and truly are employee engagement oriented these days, they're going to try to reflect that on their websites, right? So look and see, do they have a vision and do they have a mission? Um, Because if they're taking those seriously internally, those are really what help bring the bigger purpose to employees and help unify them, right? And then are they publishing their values on on the website? And again, got to be careful because some people come up with their values and post them and they're done, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, living the values internally. They're not hiring and training and promoting and then firing on values as they should, right? But values really are about driving behavior and it's a framework for how the company should be behaving and, and people should be evaluated against that. And you know, companies have different personalities and some are very formal and some are hip and casual. And right, if, if they're true values, they've done the work on that will show in, in their values and how they approach their customers and what's important to them. Cause you got to get values down to like seven of them, right? So those are the guiding principles, the core, not that everyone's values, personal values match, but if you're, if that doesn't feel right to you, those values, that's a red sign. I mean, a red flag, right? Definitely. And then on their website, are they even talking about their people, right? Are they even, <laughs> yeah. or are they just talking about this robot called the company, the it, right? Are they talking about their people and how their people bring this great service or product that they're trying to sell you, right? So is that even reflected on their site? And again, there's a lot of great companies. I work with some who've got that energy internally, right? And it's not showing on their website, right? And we help them with that as well. So, um, so that's the place to start externally. And then, of course, also go to Glassdoor and see what's being said about them on Glassdoor, which employees, you know, post or ex-employees. Now, red, you know, red flags there, um, you know, if you just see a handful of reviews, there's not a lot of reviews. Let's say there's four reviews and they're all negative, then that's probably not a, that's probably not reliable data, right? You got a couple of, dis- you know, unhappy people that shouldn't have, weren't, weren't a good fit, but there's nothing else there. You know, if it's a hundred bad reviews, then you should be paying attention. Yeah. Um, if there's no, no, you know, if there's no good reviews or bad reviews, there's just a couple of bad, I, I frankly would not even consider that, you know, keep, keep moving. That's just not representative, I would say. So, um, so then you've kind of done your external homework. Maybe you can talk to some people who have worked there or that you know, you know, know people there, that kind of thing. Do your external homework. What's that working environment like beyond the skills you bring and the pay you get, right? So then it's time to go in for the interviews with those you filter that think, yeah, I could be, I, I'm, I've heard about that job opportunity and I could be a good fit there, right? I've checked them out. I've considered what's important to me and, you know, with this next job. Um, and I've prioritized those things. Um, so then I, you start the interview process, right? And you go in and you see if, uh, number one, if it feels like what it was expressed on the website. And there, again, maybe a total mismatch that could be helpful or not. Um, but really what culture is about is human beings and how they behave. And 
the number one reason people quit their job is because they're not quitting their job, they're quitting their boss. That's the research shows. That's the number one pe- reason people leave is they, oh, they yeah. just don't want to work with their boss, right? So you'd of course likely go through, at least we are going to go through an interview with your boss. And if it's a bigger company, you'll probably interview with others too, right? So how does that boss feel as a human being? You know, what is that conversation like? Of course, they're going to ask about experience and skills as they should, and you'll be prepared to answer those, right? But again, go back to your list of priorities. If you want professional growth and learning and an opportunity to grow in that company, start asking questions around that, right? You're there to interview them too. They're not just interviewing you. So get to those things that are important to you. I noticed you have these values on your website that I really liked them. Like, talk to me about that. How did you all do that work? And are there programs internally that help support those values? Or what's that like, right? And, you know, again, learning and development, because that's the number one important thing besides a great boss that people care about in working environments research shows is can I grow? Is there learning? And a lot of companies aren't investing in that. Find out if they are. Yeah. Um, and feel the energy level around the around the workspace, right? Are other people in the halls feeling happy? Is it super quiet and serious? Are you a super quiet, serious person? That might be great, right? If you're not, you know, how important is the social environment of that workplace for you? So when you're talking to your to that potential boss, right, and you're getting a feel for that person, can look at things like, are they really listening to me or are they just trying to check off their questions? Are they <laughs> right? Are they looking me in the eye? Are they warm? Are they smiling at me? Are they interested in me as a human being and asking questions about that and not just my skills I bring to the table? Are they allowing me the opportunity to ask them questions? And when I am, are they how open are they, right? How, or are they just providing the the canned answer? And you can feel that. You know that, right? How genuine is that person being with you and authentic is that person being with you? Because you will succeed in an environment where you are able to put your strengths to, you know, not fix your, your faults, but put your strengths in place and work around your strengths and do so with your own authenticity and your own personality. If there's an environment that doesn't feel like you can do that, right, then it's probably not going to unfold into something that's long lasting. Yeah. I like that you say, uh, ask questions during the interview, you know, after you've done the research too, because I remember uh, as an interviewer myself, when I was interviewing people for my various teams, I was so impressed with those that actually came with questions mm-hmm. about our culture and had done the research. And so I think that that is benefiting uh, to the individual several ways. Absolutely. It's, it shows the interviewer that, wow, this person really is looking for a, d- a deeper fit. They care about those things. And if that culture care about those, about those things, great. If they scoot over that values question, consider that, right? You know, they're not yeah. going to say, oh, yeah, we don't really live them. We have them on our website. They'll never say that, right? But, <laughs> but you'll know when you have that conversation about their values and how they came to them and how they're lived or not lived, you'll know if it's real or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Follow your gut and pay attention to their body language and how they're speaking with you. And and when you do get the opportunity to work, to perhaps interview the teammates you might be working with, a lot of companies will offer you that opportunity. If they don't, ask for the opportunity to talk to a few others. It could even be phone calls, right? It doesn't have to be this formal setup meetings. But can I talk to a few of the people that would be my coworkers, right? That's a very fair request. Yeah. Uh, right? And then be prepared to talk to them about 
that working environment, the well-being within that working environment, not just, you know, well, first of all, how are the processes? Do things run pretty efficiently? That'll affect your well-being, right? But also, what's the social environment like? And um, are there, you know, opportunities to get together and and at social environments extremely important and, and employee happiness, you know, that's called social well-being. And it's really, really important to people, you know. So, most people. So try to explore those kinds of areas, right? Um, and try to explore the area of leadership. Like, what's it like working with the leadership here? Is it kind of us, them? Is it how integrated are you all in terms of one culture? You know what I mean? Of the, Oh, yeah, we're really integrated. Yeah, what do you, like, what do you mean? Give me an example. Like, probe a little bit without being annoying. Right? <laughs> um, so try to get to know people, you know, feel the human being side of things before anything, because that how they behave and act is a is a reflection of that culture there, right? And you'll get a good sense of that. Yeah. Is there any way, uh, or even would you recommend this, before even getting to an interview process, maybe trying to set up a tour and discussions with people at the company? And if so, what do you recommend people to, how, how to do that? <clears throat> well, that's a really great question, actually. And, 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 <laughs> In an environment where companies can't find enough people to hire, right? They're, you know, they're they've got great demand for people and can't fill it, and they can't operate as a business until they do fill those positions. And sometimes our world is like that, right? Not yeah. <laughs> it's not this this second today, but um, it, you know, so that you know, in that kind of uh, economic environment where they're trying to find the top talent and it's hard to recruit them. And because there's so many opportunities out there that top talent can go to, that's a real fair request. And you would start with HR, right? You'd start with that HR person um, and just say, I, I know you you guys are hiring. I've seen that. You know, I'm, I'm responding to a lot of opportunities now. It's really important to me that I find the right fit. Can I just come in and talk to you about the organization before I submit a formal you know, application or, you know, request the time of an important person who would be interviewing me, right? I don't want to waste anyone's time. Here's my resume. You know, is, is, would you be open to doing that? Just kind of letting me come in and talk to you about how, what the organization is like and get some history on it and a tour and get a feel for it before I then, you know, before we would move into kind of any interview process. Yeah. And if that HR person says no, Yikes, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's a sign. <laughs> now, if it's the opposite, right, where um, the market is saturated with people looking for jobs and you're in competition with a lot of other people for those jobs, right? Um, and that, that HR person can't even filter all the resumes they're getting in there, you know, like that or that HR department. They're overwhelmed with resumes and they only have two positions. They probably wouldn't take time to do that. They're just too busy trying to you know, continually fill the workforce need in that kind of environment where, you know, yeah. so it really depends on what kind of work, you know, what kind of environment you're operating in, in terms of the demand and how many people you're competing against. And the other thing maybe, I mean, I could think of is uh, maybe going to professional association meetings where other of those employees would be there. Absolutely. Um, networking. <laughs> yes, networking. Um, so I'm an introvert. And to be completely honest with everyone, I'm not a networker. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because I get all my business referrals. So clearly I have a network, right? But it didn't, it didn't emerge with me doing, you know, social, you know, business networking. But man, does it work for a lot of people. And they master it and they're great at it. And 
I personally am uncomfortable in those environments. So I struggle to, I'm much better with a smaller group, right? So I try to look for opportunities where I can get with a smaller group over dinner or lunch or that kind of thing, because that's just where I'm more comfortable. And then you certainly, you would bounce around, hey, has anybody worked here? Has anybody, you know, I'm looking for a job opportunity there. Does anybody know anything? Even email your network, know anything about this company? Go onto LinkedIn, see who works at that company, see if you have common connections, right? Yeah. Um, and and then t- tap into those common connections. You may pe- know people that work at the company, depending on how big it is, and you didn't even realize you knew people that worked there, right? Yeah. So <laughs> LinkedIn is a huge tool for that in terms of filtering who can I, when I'm doing my external research, right, before I even go in, and maybe even after you've gone in to validate some things or whatever, tap into LinkedIn, tap into your networks, who do you know? Who do you know that knows somebody else, right? That could help you hone in on what that working environment is like. Yeah, I love it. So now um, you mentioned a little bit about Harmony Crew earlier. Can you share a little bit about more about the services you uh, that you provide? You bet. Um, I'm happy to. So Harmony Crew, um, I, I do a lot of brand strategy work. So you know, I have an approach to building a brand strategy. It's 10 components. It's best practice based. I've done it many, many times over my career with my clients. And uh, so sometimes it's, you know, people get confused on what a brand is and um, they think it's just their logo or their colors or their tagline or something. And those are not really your, your, they're part of your brand, but they're not your brand strategy. There's 10 components, vision, mission, values are the core of it, are the beginning of it because, culture is so important to brand, right? So you start at those three components, which are culturally foundation, you know, culture foundation components. Then you move on into things like target markets and audiences and your brand promise and position and your brand personality attributes and your brand manifesto and all those things that bring a brand alive when it's time to do your, you know, your messaging, everything. So when it's time to do your website or train your, your BD people or salespeople, or have your marketing people do something that's compelling and consistent, there is your roadmap, right? So I do a lot of that work. Um, I do it for big businesses, and I do it for small businesses, and I have a course on Udemy that tells people how to do it for themselves. (laughs) Um, And then I also work a lot with leadership to help them shore up the uh, culture internally in order to increase employee engagement and get people more connected to that external brand and what it's all about, right? So when we build the brand strategy, we go in and talk with those employees and do a lot of employee research to get to their heart of what that brand means because they're they are the brand, right? They're the yeah. brand. So, and then we also talk to customers, do that kind of research and everything. But yeah, that's a lot of what I do, and then working with leadership to. Um, to you know, align the leadership team and ensure that they're paying attention to engagement and people and other things besides met, you know met, you know financial metrics, which are incredibly important, of course, but um, will sink if other things are not in place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, in case listeners are interested, what is the course name on Udemy? Oh, thank you for asking. Oh my gosh, what is the? I don't know the course name. <laughs> Uh, it's it's kind of a long name, um, but it's all about brand strategy. So if you go onto Udemy and just just uh, search Jenny Young brand strategy, the course will come right up. I'm sorry, I'm okay. not prepared to give that course. I should no, have been prepared no to promote myself, but I appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it goes through all those ten components and exactly specifically how to create each one so that's authentic and real and compelling for your business. Everything in life, you know, boils down to relationships, right? And 
authenticity is what brings all of that alive. Authenticity and how you behave in a work environment, you know, authenticity of the brand and what you put forth that it's the truth. It's not some spun up, you know, uh, packaged untruth, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it all boils down to is everyone being is connecting at a human level, right? And that's what yeah. a strong brand will brand will do for you, and strong employee engagement and culture will do for you. I like that connecting at a human level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of great information. Is there any final piece of advice or anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, you know, I think that when people are in. Um, Searching for a job, just depending on the situation, like have you know, have I been la- am I unemployed? Have I been laid off? Am I looking to get to the be- next best thing? Right? Do I have a job? I'm just looking to grow. I'm not in this urgent situation. Like that all affects sort of your own mental paradigm and your own perspective on this journey you're going on to find this job. Right? So, the most important thing is when you are you, when you are laid off and you're in that state of you know almost panic like I got to find my job right you're almost willing to take anything to just get the income flowing and that's so understandable but my advice is whatever you do try not to go at this with fear don't go at a don't go at from a fear based perspective this is you and your life and your soul and your heart and what you're going to go do every single day right for hours every day. So pay attention to what feels good to you, even though, because if you align with what feels good to you, right, I feel like you're likely to find the thing faster because, and it's, you're not just being fake with everyone to get the job and they're not being fake with you because all they care about is skills. Like don't go at it from fear, go at it from belief in yourself and the right thing will come along and be smart about it. Do all this research we've talked about, know thyself, right? And Mm -hmm. ask the right questions and pick up the right signals when you're in those interviews and you'll land in a place that feels good to you. And that's what's important. Mm, Solid advice. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jenny. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you. If you'd like to learn more about Jenny, visit her website at harmonycrew.com. Does your organization need a proven leadership development program? Visit christinaeans.com for more information.